Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is from a recent message given by our pastor, Dennis Fountain. We hope that this sermon is a blessing to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. You need to understand, uh, God desires that our Christianity be so much deeper than just action. Uh, He wants that action to flow from a heart that is completely in love with him. Not because of anything that we do, but all of because of who he is and what he's already done. And that's why I say I believe a a theme like this could really transform how we approach our everyday Christianity. We discovered much in our passage this morning, but we're gonna start here again tonight, Mark chapter 12. And I wanna read uh, these verses again, Mark 12, chapter 12 and verse number 28, we read these words. And one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together. We learned this morning that the them was the religious elite and Jesus. They were reasoning together and they were asking questions to Jesus. And Jesus gave good answers. And here's what it says that the scribe, he perceived that he, Jesus, had answered them, the religious leaders, well. And he, the scribe, asked him, Jesus, which is the first or the weightiest of commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, well, master, thou hast said the truth for there is one God and there is none other but he. And to him or, and, and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as, his, as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. We noticed this morning that was the scribe repeating back to the Lord, hey, that's a truth because loving you is first. Loving you is greater than all of the sacrifices that could be offered. That last, play, that last phrase is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Hey, Jesus loving God is the greatest. And when Jesus saw that he, this man answered discreetly or wisely or prudently, he said unto him, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Hey, you've almost got it. You've got it up here, but we get it in here. And then it says, and no man after that durst ask him any questions. I didn't read a quote this morning. I don't have it on me tonight, but uh, that phrase, no man after that asked him, durst ask him any questions. Uh, one man said it this way. He said, Jesus spoke so eloquently and with such truth and power that no man had anything to say. <laughs> That's what that phrase is. They did durst ask, they're just speechless. Man, Jesus did it. Here he's trying to be cornered, and he's, he just nailed it. I want to talk with you tonight about being consumed, and I want us to learn exactly what that looks like, what it's going to look like for us in the new year, and then what it's going to look like for us as a church in the new year. And so let's pray, and then we'll get into our message tonight. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, when I ask you again just to, uh, in your own heart, to talk with the Lord and to commit to him the time tonight, asking him to speak to your heart and asking him to help you learn about being consumed in the new year.
Lord, thank you for the day and thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for this morning. Thank you for the guests we had. Thank you for the uh, decisions that were made. And Lord, I pray that tonight as we get into your word, I again just, um, I humble myself to you and I ask you, God, that you would speak uh, through me and Father, that you would speak to me. Uh, Lord, I know I've been challenged by this. I I want love for you to be the motive of everything I do uh, Lord, I, I want to preach because I love you and, and serve because I love you. And so, Father, I pray that you just help that theme to, uh, uh, to resonate with each of us tonight. And, Lord, that we would learn and that we would grow closer to you and be challenged with our walk in the new year. And, Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. And, Lord, I do pray that if there's someone here tonight that does not know that heaven is where they would spend eternity, I pray that tonight would be the night they come to know you as Savior. Bless our time together. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated. As we start tonight, we are going to get into some practical thoughts about our church and some goals and some different things that I believe the Lord's laid on my heart for the new year and uh, we've, we've dealt with and talked with with our staff and just different goals and things. But before we really get into it, I want us to discover just some more thoughts about what it means to have a consuming love. I want to give you just very quickly tonight uh, some things about what a consuming love is and what a consuming love looks like. I want us first of all to know that a consuming love is perfect. Personal. A consuming love is personal. When you look at the passage in Mark chapter number 12, uh, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, all of thy soul, all of thy mind, and all of thy strength. What that points out to me is just the simple truth that it is personal. No matter what anyone else chooses, you and I, we must choose for ourselves to love the Lord. No matter what anybody else chooses, we must choose for ourselves to give God our all. I see Jesus teaching this to his disciples in John chapter 21 to Peter specifically when the Bible says this that Peter seeing him speaking of John saith to Jesus Lord and what shall this man do Jesus saith unto Peter if I will that he tarry till I come what is that to thee follow thou me This is right after the passage where Jesus had said to Peter, lovest thou me? Hey, Peter, do you love me? Asked him three times, just like Peter denied Jesus three times. And so he asks Peter that three times and uh, and Peter responds three times, yea, Lord, thou knowest I love you. And the third time it says that Peter being grieved in his heart said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And of course, Jesus every time saying, Peter, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my lambs and tells Peter, hey, I've got a purpose for you and I've got a job for you, Peter but you've got to do it. You've got to execute it with love for me. It's got to be, it's got to operate based upon your love for me. And again, Jesus helping Peter understand, Peter, everything you do should flow from a love for me. And Peter, under conviction, he turns to, turns to the Lord and looking at John, and you can go and rehearse it in John 21, just read through it, the last, uh, last half of the, of the chapter. And Peter says, well, Lord, you have, I get it. You have a plan for me. What's your plan for John? And that's the answer we just read Jesus gave. He says, hey, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that for you? Follow thou me. Man, helping us understand and see that following Jesus with all of us, being a real disciple, loving him from the heart, it is not for anybody else to decide. It is for you. And it should not depend on what anybody else does. 
Let me tell you tonight that being consumed is a personal choice that we must make for ourselves. You're gonna wake up tomorrow and you're going to give your time, your actions, your words, your energy, and your resources to something. Well, the something is your choice. You decide what to give your love to. Being consumed with loving him should be a goal that we have each and every morning. But can I tell you today that being consumed only comes as we just sang about, it only comes as we're surrendered to him. Because being consumed with a love for him is something that you and I, we cannot manufacture. It's gotta be something that with his help and his Holy Spirit, we accomplish. Let me show you what Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number seven. Paul said this, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Man, that spirit of love, it's something that comes with the Holy Spirit of God. What is the fruit of the spirit? Galatians chapter five, the fruit of the spirit is very first one, love. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You know what? This idea of being consumed with being in love with him, it is a personal choice that I must make. I see this, this evening that a consuming love is personal. Secondly, a consuming love, it motivates. A consuming love motivates. I love the verse, and if you were here for our revival back with Brother Davison, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says this, for the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Listen, that word constrain, it is his love that holds us in and keeps us on course. It is his love that motivates us, and uh, if you were here for the revival, Pastor Davison used, um, he used the, the illustration of a, of a cow inside of gates. And he said, once you get the cow in the gate, uh, the gates are directed, the, the, the gates are the direction of that cow. Whatever way the gates say to go, that's the way that cow goes. And when you think about it, that's what the word constraineth means. The word constraineth, that he is my motive. He is the one who defines the direction that I take. And so his love for us and our love for him, it should be our motivator in everything that we do. We hear this often at Moses Lake Baptist Church, but we need to remember that love is the reason we do. Love is the reason that we do. Why? Because our doing should flow out of our being. What we are on the inside should come out. And you know what? I, I pray that we don't ever serve God because of guilt. I pray that what we're getting into tonight when we begin to get into uh, the uh, action plan uh, for the new year, man, I pray that we would not knock doors at all this year because we feel like we have to. I pray that this year you and I, we would not give a dime to missions because we feel pressured into giving. I pray that this year we would not uh, 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 work to be a good husband and a good wife or a good son or a good daughter. I pray that we would not do anything this year simply because any other reason than I love Jesus Christ and I just wanna fall in love with him all over again. I hope that Micah would not lead a song this year uh, without a love for the Lord. I hope that all of the media that's done this year, that 
Brother Robert and Miss Beth would understand that whatever we're doing in this ministry, it is not just because pastor said, let's do this or this. It's because I love the Lord. Man, I hope that this year our nursery workers, man, bless their hearts how, how often, how awesome our nursery workers are and spending time with those kids. I, I, pray that, I pray that this would not be a year where a nursery worker is thinking, well, it's just my time to be in the nursery. I guess I'll get it done. I guess I'll just trudge through this. No, I pray that this year would be, God, I wanna love you and I wanna serve these children to show my love for you. And every Sunday school teacher, every choir member, every special that's done, that love would be the motivating uh, factor in all of it, that my, con- my me being consumed with a love for him would be that which is driving me closer to him and encouraging me and constraining me to serve him. You see, tonight when we're consumed with his love, we are going to be motivated to follow him in everything that we do. Man, that's, that's the type of consuming love we're looking at. When you look at this <clears throat> consuming love, we notice a consuming love motivates. It's personal. A consuming love, notice thirdly, has action. A consuming love has action. When you look even in our, <clears throat> even in our passage of loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, the word strength would uh, help us understand all of our activity and the fact that there would be some action following this. But this is a Bible principle, 2 John chapter 1 and verse number 6, and this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Listen, when we're consumed with his love and with a true, motivating, biblical, Christ-centered love, a love that is all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, our actions are going to show it. When we're consumed with his love, we begin living out biblical Christianity each and every day. Sadly, though, we are often not consumed, and so our actions are not changed. Our actions, words, use of time, and energy are all invested into ourselves. I said it this morning, but all too often we have enough Jesus to be informed, but not enough to be transformed. We allow the Lord enough control of our, in our life to know a little bit about Jesus, but not to change us from the inside out. Well, consuming love, it has action. It's personal, it motivates, it has action. A consuming love makes sacrifices. A consuming love makes sacrifices. <laughs> I want to show you Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 2. Here's what Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. He said, And walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. In the passage there in Ephesians chapter 5, we are challenged to walk in the type of love that Jesus had. And when we're told what type of love that was, we find that it was sacrificing love. Jesus's love was a love that gave up for others. His love was a love that was used on others. His love was a love that completely sacrificed his life for you. When you and I are filled with him, we are filled with his love, and this love is a consuming love. It's willing to sacrifice. And when I have this type of love for him in my life, I'm willing to give up my wants, my desires to accomplish his purpose and his will. A consuming love, it's personal. A consuming love, it motivates. A consuming love, it has action. A consuming love, it makes sacrifice. But also a consuming love, it affects others. A consuming love affects others. 
I want you to notice John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Here's what Jesus said. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciple, if you have love one to another. If you go to our passage in Mark chapter 12, Jesus said the second is, na- is like it, namely this, thou shalt love the, or then love thy neighbor as thyself. We learned this morning that when I'm loving God the way I should be, loving neighbors and loving other people is gonna flow from that. When you look at John 13, Jesus said, hey, by this shall all men know that you're my disciple. By your love, people are going to know that you belong to me. I love how one man said it. He said, we do not live by rules, but by relationships. A loving relationship to God that enables us to have a loving relationship with others. Man, a consuming love. It is one that affects other people. Can I tell you something about our relationships? That our relationships, they're more important than our accomplishments. You see, we can get a lot done. But if we don't love people in the process, we've missed what ministry is. My dad said this years and years ago to help me as I was just going to Bible college, I think, help me remember this. He said, son, you need to remember that ministry means people. Ministry is people. That's what ministry is. Did you know that you're called to ministry? It's not just the pastor and staff, it's you and I. As Christians, we're called to ministry. We're called to serving people. Now that contradicts our flesh often because our flesh says serve ourselves. But when I'm loving God and realizing his love for me, it encourages me and it challenges me to invest my life into people around me. And that consuming love, it affects others. Notice also that a consuming love, it serves. A consuming love serves other people. Galatians chapter five and verse 13 and 14, for brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That phrase always kind of threw me for a loop, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, and then Jesus gives a phrase. But what is the one thing in that phrase you're supposed to look at? Love. All the law is fulfilled in one word, love. Love God, love your neighbor. Man, love, it's going to serve, and this is what Paul is getting at, a consuming love for God causes us to use our life to serve the Lord, and many times serving the Lord is accomplished by serving others. A consuming love, it's personal. It motivates, it has action, it makes sacrifices, it affects others, it serves, and then lastly, it produces joy. 
I tell you that when you are consumed with love for God, when love for God is your motivator, when it's not because somebody expects you to do something, but it's because you absolutely love the Lord because he first loved you. And when you uh, get in your mind, the fact that he loves you more than you and I could ever imagine the word. So in John three sixteen, it's indescribable. When you and I look at the love that he has towards us, and then we in turn turn that back to him and say, God, I just, I want to love you. The Bible helps us understand that that produces real joy. John 15, 9 through 11, here's what Jesus said. And I just went back one. Let's go forward instead of back. John 15, 9 through 11, Jesus said this, as the father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Listen, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Hey, you wanna have divine joy, divine happiness? You wanna have happiness from God? Love him and love people. Be consumed. And God says, I promise. This is, this is a promise from God. I've spoken these things that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Joy, it's a byproduct of a close relationship with God. And so our theme this year, knowing he is one Lord, he deserves all of my love. I used the quote, I believe, this morning, but I love this one. If he be one, our hearts must be one with him. And since there is no God besides, no rival must be admitted with him upon the throne of my life. You see, this evening, a consuming love for God is choosing a life of total commitment to him. It's me saying, God, you get all of me. Can I tell you tonight that this is the type of love that desires to move forward for him? And that's exactly what I want us to look at for the next few minutes. You know, we could stop tonight, and, and we did this last week a little bit, and the week before, and we did this Thursday night in our prayer time, and I'm sure we'll do it again in our uh, anniversary celebration Sunday. We can look back at the past. Man, I, I right now could say, uh, how many of you today, you could look back at 2018 and you can remember one great blessing from 2018. Raise your hand. One great blessing from 2018. Just about everybody in here can remember one great blessing from 2018. But if we really got pushed, really pressured, we could probably think of two. Maybe three or six or 12. Man, we could look back and have a, a great blessing. I would think right now, you know, what's a great blessing for me is the people that trusted Jesus Christ as Savior in 2018. Man, what an amazing thing, seeing folks come to know the Lord as their Savior in 2018. What a blessing to see the people that are new to Moses Lake Baptist Church from 2018. What an amazing uh, a blessing seeing people that got baptized in 2018 and, and the thousands of doors that were knocked in 2018. And, and I, I believe over 30,000 invitations given out, uh, not for Community Sunday, but just, just from the church throughout the year, just tracks that we give out throughout the year. Man, over 30,000 given out 
this last year. And man, what a blessing for all of the offerings that came in and the mission missionaries that we were able to help and the, the building fund that we were able to get. Uh, man, praise the Lord at the end of the year, at the start, listen to this, at the start of 2019, when the business opened on the 2nd of January, there was just over $90,000 in our building fund. Man, that is a praise to the Lord. Why? Because just two years ago, it was only 30,000. Man, that's a glory to God. Praise the Lord. $60,000 in just a matter of about 19 months being put into the building fund. Can I just tell you that that type of stuff, that is an absolute, man, praise the Lord. God is doing something. And so we need to look back and praise God. But we ought not look back and praise God to say, I wish things were like that. We ought to look back and praise God and say, man, if God did that, I wonder what he has in store now. If God did that for me, if God had those people get saved, if God let those people get baptized, if God grew me that way in 2018, I wonder what 2019 holds. And so with that in mind, I wanna invite you tonight to dream about the future. I wanna invite you tonight to dream about 2019. One man said it this way, death comes when memories of the past supersede the visions of the future. So tonight, we're gonna praise God for what took place in the past, but as we've tried to do every year, we're gonna move forward by faith at looking towards the future. So this year in 2019, how are we as a church going to live out this theme consumed? How are we going to develop a consuming love and grow in this consuming love in 2019? I wanna tell you, first of all, that we're gonna grow in this consuming love by having individual growth. By having individual growth. What is this? This is just encouraging us as believers. Man, make this a year where you personally dedicate yourself to spend time with God. Man, I'm so, I'm so grateful for the number of people in the last few years that have said, you know what? I've just taken, uh, taken the church up and pastor taken you up on the idea of spending time with God. And boy, it has changed my life. Man, countless people. I remember the first time Glenn, uh, man, this is probably about five years, four years ago now, when Glenn was uh, challenged to read the Bible and came to me after about, after about six months and said, man, I've been really working at staying in the Bible. So that's one of the toughest things I've ever done. But oh boy, that's been amazing. Man, it's been amazing. Man, I'm thinking right now of people in here that, man, you're just going through life and, and things are on the rocks and you're needing something, and then you got consistent in the word of God, and man, God, God grew you. Man, he grew you. Man, I hope that 2019 would be the year that we say, Lord, I'm just gonna do that a little bit more. I'm gonna do that a little bit more, for we have resources. I don't know how to study the Bible. There's some resources. Man, there's things that'll help us. You open up, uh, the devotional is given out this morning, and it has a Bible verse, and it has a couple paragraphs, and at the bottom has today's growth principle. What, what is this for? This isn't just to, for the church to spend some more money and have something else to, to give away. This is for us to grow spiritually, having personal time with God. And I hope that this year would be a year of you growing in the Lord, of you making uh, that that uh, devotional, something that you do each and every day. I want you to, if you look in your packet right there, there's a gray piece of paper, excuse me, a blue piece of paper right on the inside of it. <clears throat> you can go through and see a couple of these things and everything in there. You can take that green piece of paper and set it to the side. But let me talk with you real quick about these little sheets of paper that are in there. You say, uh, pastor, what are these? It's just gonna, this is just gonna go in the old recycle bin. I hope it doesn't go in the recycle bin. 
It may, but I hope you have some way of tracking what we're talking about. That blue page right there, you know what should be important to you and I this year? Prayer. Man, spending time with God in prayer. I would challenge you this same challenge. We've done it the last three years and I would challenge you with it again. Would you make 2019 a year where you spend at least 10 minutes praying every day? 10 minutes, just you and God, not meal time. This isn't time with, with your spouse. This is just you and God, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, whenever it is, 10 minutes on the lunch break, just 10 minutes. God, I'll give you 10 minutes. I'll spend time praying. Well, I don't even know what to pray for 10 minutes. Well, you can look at the little vanilla colored paper. It says 2019 New Year Prayer List. This has a number of things. I, what I did is I just took my prayer list and I just condensed it all the way down. And you can go through 2019, you can pray for a number of these things. You can pray for our missionaries on the back. You can pray for people to be saved. You can pray for some special needs. But this could be a prayer list that you could use. Listen, I'll just tell you, if you go through these things and you pray one thing that you think about every bullet, you'll pray for 10 minutes. Don't just skim through it. Spend time with the Lord. I hope that we would do that this year. The grace sheet in there is to help us track our Bible reading. Man, we've already had some that turned in their Bible reading list. And those of you that turn that in, uh, you make sure to see, uh, see me next Sunday. And we have a gift for those of you that completed your Bible in one year. But this, what it does, it just helps you keep track of your time in the word and your time uh, reading and seeking the Lord. Pastor, what is all of this? This is me saying, this is you and I saying, in the new year, I'm gonna be consumed by having individual growth, by growing personally, I hope that we would also grow personally by being involved. Involved at the church, like being here at the service schedules. Man, being faithful, being consistent to the house of God. I think about our service schedule. I think about our Life Stage Adult Fellowships. We have, of course, the recycled teenagers, 55 and older, that meet in here. The Life Builders, 55 uh, singles down, uh, singles up to 55 that meet upstairs with the blimps. We have the, uh, um, what is my class called? Firm Foundations class, uh, the couples up to 55, and the Ignite Youth, and then all of our uh, clubhouse kids downstairs. Listen, be involved. Be involved in an in-home, in a, in a uh, Life Stage Fellowship. Be involved in a 10 o'clock class. Be involved in the worship service. Don't just come, get involved. Man, be one that comes to the evening and, and gets in the word to study and be here in the midweek prayer and Bible study on Thursdays. Let me tell you very quickly, just a few things I'm preaching through in the new year. We're gonna be starting a series next Sunday morning, a study in the book of First Timothy. Next Sunday night, we're starting the, the study of the book of Hosea. Man, you talk about some undescribable love. The book of Hosea lines it out for you, how much God loves Israel and how much God loves you. We'll be studying that out. Gonna study the book of Judges halfway through the year. We're gonna go through the book of Esther. Man, I'm fired up about that series. I've preached it at, at a couple camps, and the Lord put it on my heart to preach it at our own church. What an awesome, awesome study, the life of a, a young Jewish girl that God used for such a time as this. What a great study, the book of Esther. We're going to go through a series called The Letters in Red, just studying out the, the teachings of Christ and the words spoken by Jesus and the parables that he gave. What does that have to do with us today? We're gonna go through a series uh, talking about the truths that we stand on. What should be something that you don't waver in as a Christian? Gonna go through some series on witnessing. Uh, we're starting that just this last Thursday, this coming Thursday, but Fountain Senior, my dad is gonna preach on how to witness to people of, of a Jehovah's Witness background. And next week is those of a Catholic background. And the week after is those of a more 
Mormon background. You say, well, why would I need to know that? Because the Bible says, be ready to give an answer of the hope that is in you. And so we're going to go through some of these. What is all, what is the purpose of all of that? It's not just to have another service. Let me tell you right now, uh, this, is, this is Pastor Dennis being com- completely transparent with you. Studying is wearisome. Preaching is tiring. And there are some days where I don't even want to come to church. I can't believe the pastor would say that. Oh, no, I want to come to fellowship. I want to come to see people. But there's some days I'm thinking, man, I've already preached three times I have nothing left. Man, I was telling somebody a few weeks ago at about two and a half, three years in of the church, I remember Hannah and I talking and me kind of saying, you know, I could see how pastors can move two and a half. That's about the average lifespan of a pastor at a church, two and a half years. And I I remember we were sitting in the parsonage over here. It was Christmas time. We were going through some hardships and I was worn out. And I said, babe, one of the reasons I think I could leave a church after two and a half years is because I got nothing left. I done said everything I learned in Bible college. I've already preached every message I ever preached as a youth pastor. I think I've already gone to my dad plenty of times to get the messages that I could out of him. there, There ain't nothing left up here. Some of you are still like, we know, pastor. There ain't nothing left up there. Man, can I just tell you that preaching can be wearisome, but the preaching isn't just because we want to have another service. Man, I want, I want our church to grow. Can I tell you, my desire for every believer in this church is that God would be absolutely first in your heart this year. My desire for me this year is that God would have first place, that he'd be on the throne, that you genuinely love him, that you genuinely want, genuinely want to take steps of faith not because you're expected to, but because of all that Jesus has done for you. Man, I hope this year would be a year of individual growth. I hope that Rebecca, every piano special would be just because she loves the Lord. I hope every cl- everything that's done this year would be because we love him. Individual growth, the services are a way to grow can I just tell you real quick, this year we've got some, we've got a, we don't have a big revival planned. I've just scheduled periodically throughout the year. We've got a number of men coming to preach to us in the next, this coming year. Abram Thomas, our church planner to Inglewood, California. He's gonna be here two weeks from today. He's gonna be here to preach and to uh, share their burden about Inglewood, what God's been doing. Josh Ermler. Josh is gonna be with us on Thursday, Feb- February 7th, and then he's gonna be with us on our, our side-by-side couples event, Josh and Jenny Ermler. And we were speaking on the phone the other day, and he was telling me what he's preaching on. Oh, man, it's gonna be a huge help, huge help to each of us. Uh, Dr. Gre- Pastor Greg Boyle, Brother Greg Boyle, pastor at Faith Baptist Church over in Spokane, gonna be speaking here in the month of March. And listen, we're gonna honor him while he's here because here's a man that started a church, took a a little struggling work over 33 years ago and still pastoring in the Northwest. We're gonna honor him the night that he's here. He doesn't know it yet, so don't tell him. Brother Shear, don't tell him, all right? And that's where the Shear's family go is Brother Boyle's church. We're gonna invite him in and just encourage him and his wife. Boy, what what a great encouraging couple they were to us in our first few years. After that, we're gonna have 
Pastor Mike Kenny in. We're going to honor Pastor Mike Kenny. He's going to be with us March 24th. Brother Mike Kenny started his church 32 years ago in uh, Lacey, Washington, and God's still using him. And Man, I get choked up about Brother Kenny and Brother Boyle, two men that have just influenced me and encouraged me as a young man in ministry and loved me when other people wouldn't. And, and those two men just put their arms around me and be encouragement. Man, that night we're gonna be an encouragement to them. Get him to come in and they're preaching. He's preaching on Sunday night, March 24th, because we'll have just celebrated the church's eighth anniversary. And I've asked him to come in. Pastor Kenny, you've been doing it for three times as long as us, four times, just about four times as long as us. Pastor Kenny, would you come in and encourage us to get to 32 years? Would you encourage us not to just quit at eight years? And man, Pastor Kenny's gonna be here. T.J. Wilder, one of the, uh, one of the young men, him, him and uh, another young man, two young men that I've known since I was, t- since I was just a, a young teenager and I've watched them grow in the Lord and I've watched them have character and I've watched T.J. This is the camp that all of our kids go to down in Goldendale, Washington, uh, Bible Baptist Church in Goldendale that T.J. Wilder pastors. He's gonna be here, I believe, on April 7th, Sunday morning, April 7th, TJ is going to be with us and be with us that Sunday night to just sit and be a part of our service, him and his wife, Heather. Heather's been battling cancer now for about 14 or 15 years, battling, uh, um, um, what kind of cancer? Thyroid cancer, battling thyroid cancer and, and has to take a, a cancer fighting pill every day for all of her life. And yet this couple has just continued to watch God work in their life. And they bought a bowling alley that was in Goldendale, renovated the bowling alley. And now that's where their church is. And God is just doing great things in that community of 3000 people. God is using this family. He'll be a blessing to us. Pastor Jim Zeke, my brother-in-law over in Spokane. Listen, there are three men in my life that have influenced me and absolutely amazing way. My father-in-law, my dad, and my brother-in-law, Jim Z. And I love Jim. He's, he's different. He's got a crazy sense of humor. But every uh, the, there's, there's one thing that my brother-in-law has always had a heart for, and that's for people getting saved and people being discipled. Written his own discipleship curriculum, taking churches that were dwindling down to nothing. That church in Spokane that he took, Liberty Baptist Church, about 11 years ago, and that church was just dwindling down to under a few dozen people. I think, I think maybe three dozen or four dozen people, dad, 50 or, or something like that. And now that church is up and running near 150, 160, uh, almost 200 people just because of Jim out reaching people and discipling them. He's going to be here in July to encourage us and to help us. Pastor Greg Perkins, my father-in-law is going to be here this year. And I could say so much about him, one of the greatest soul winners that I have ever, ever been around. And he's going to be with us, helping us in the same. I think about Pastor Eric Sanders. Man, if you go to the men's retreat, we know Pastor Sanders. He helps lead much of that. Man, what a, what a phenomenal preacher and, and friend Pastor Sanders has, pastoring Everett Bible Baptist Church, a church that runs well over 500, and they're just now stepping out on a $3 million building program in their city. And you say, well, pastor, that's a lot. You go try to help build a building in, in northern Seattle. Uh, you can't do it. He's, they've, they've scrimped and saved and did all those things. Last year, they had a one-time offering of over $600,000 given specifically for their building fund and all under that leadership of Pastor Eric Sanders. I'm looking forward to having his music man, Keith Birdsong, is going to be with us. Men, this is the one who leads the singing at the men's retreat, and we always have a great time. Brother Keith Birdsong is going to come. He's going to be with us on a Sunday night towards the end of the year for a concert. 
We're gonna take a Sunday night service and we're just gonna, we're just gonna let, I've already talked to them. We've already got some, uh, quartet music and some things that we're gonna line up with, with uh, some folks in our church. But for the Keith Bird song, just gonna minister to us through music. And listen, you'll love it. You'll love it. Man, God has blessed this young man and he loves the Lord. And I uh, think about Pastor Kurt Skelly gonna be with us, of course, for our Ignite Youth Rally and love Brother Skelly, trying to convince him to stay with us on that Sunday, but he'll be preaching here that Thursday and always love spending time with Pastor Skelly. Boy, how he has helped us and how he's helped me. Say, Pastor, what are all of those? Uh, you know, why should we know who's preaching? Because every one of those guest preachers is an opportunity for you and I to grow personally. Let me give you some other ways that we can grow personally. Men, be involved in the men's events. Be involved this year in the men's events like our men's breakfast. We're gonna be going through a book called Rightly Divided, written by a man by the name of Mike Lester, one of my professors in college, a book about how to study the word of God. It's gonna help you. Men, be a part of that. We've got our men's retreat, of course, towards the end of the year, men and boys camp out. Ladies, you have ladies' events. They're gonna help you grow. Our ladies' events, uh, like our Mother's Day weekend event, where we just right here host a, a ladies' afternoon thing. And uh, man, there's uh, often food involved. It's enough reason to come, but there's food and there's good desserts involved, like chocolate peanut butter things. They might be, I might sneak in uh, just for that. But then there's always a, a, a godly lady that'll come in and speak. And this last year, my mother-in-law, I believe this last year was mom, right? Last year was Terry Perkins came in and en encouraged our ladies in their walk with the Lord. Ladies, that's a way for you to grow. I think about our ladies gala. This year, the ladies will be going in November over to Spokane to join with Faith Baptist Church for the ladies gala and the speaker is a lady by the name of Francie Taylor. Her husband just died about two years ago or a year and a half ago of cancer, and yet she's remained faithful, walking with the Lord, and God's continued to use this lady that will be an encouragement to you ladies. You see, all of these things, they're just some events. Your calendar, hopefully you got the calendar. Your calendar has many of these events inside of there. I think about the couples wanting to grow, our side-by-side -side couples event. I think about our Higher Call Youth Rally, our Higher Call Youth Conference in April that Brother Robert's taking the teens down to a way for them to grow. I think about teen camp, uh, June 24th through the 28th, and you and I could be involved by sponsoring a teenager. How about junior camp, July 22nd through uh, 26th? You can go to our Ignite Youth Rally in August 23rd. You see, all of these things, they're just ways to help us to grow in the Lord personally, ways to help us with individual growth. And this is all gonna help me be consumed. It helps me set my mind upon him. Can I tell you? The biggest, one of the biggest reasons you need to put God into your mind is because there is such a battle going on for your mind. There is such a battle going on for your soul. And often, church and the Bible and God himself are distractions. You see, we get distracted by the Lord and we wanna hurry up and get back to what's really on our mind. Well, I hope that this year would be a year that we say, God, help me with individual growth. That's the way we're gonna be consumed. Can I tell you another way we're gonna be consumed this year is through involvement. Get involved. I talked about being involved in the services, but let me give you a few other ways that you and I can be involved. We can be involved not only by coming and worshiping together, but we can be involved by serving together. Man, actually serving and doing some things. I'm looking forward to Ministry Involvement Sunday coming up on February 10th. Ministry Involvement Sunday, we're going to look at uh, the six different categories of ministry, six or seven different categories of ministry that are laid out for us, ways that you and I can become part of what's going on. Listen, I just want you to know, and, and I, I, I'm afraid that 
that it happens, excuse me, it happens uh, too often. But uh, one preacher said it this way, that a staff run church is a staff ruined church. Often churches just rely on the staff. Oh, well, Miss Beth will do that. Oh, Brother Robert, oh, Michael will take care. Oh, Pastor will take care of that. Hannah will take care of that. Oh, Mr. Becca, they'll, they'll take care of that. And we just kind of say, well, somebody else will do it. Listen, that ought not be the case. Now, sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes, it is, sometimes it's the staff's fault because maybe we don't incorporate and involve like we should. But sometimes it's just a church family's fault because we don't step up. We don't say, God, I wanna serve you. Man, I praise the Lord for our, our church. I believe we have a serving church. I'm thankful for the people that are involved in our church. I'm thankful for everyone and how they serve. And I could go through and list all the ministries. We'll be recognizing some in the next few months, but we could go through and, and, and understand and go through all of the ministries, but you know who you are when you serve and you step out. I just wanna encourage you this year, this year, take a next step of faith. This year, take the next step of faith. Maybe you're not involved, be involved. Look for an area to be involved in. Maybe it's the nursery. Maybe it's the cleaning. Maybe you'll be involved in the music. I'm thinking about our music this year, and man, we're going to be working, Brother, Brother Micah already planning some different things with some more uh, folks being used for ensembles and, and with our choir and some growth. But two great things. We're starting this year with our music, new opportunities. I've already talked with some, play, some uh, folks within the community, and this year, uh, our church is going to be hosting, not here at the church, but in the city. We're going to be doing a couple city concerts out in the city where we take the Lord's music and we go out into Moses Lake and be a blessing. One of those times is going to be during Christmas where our church is going to be one of the groups that's out there singing and just lifting up praises to the Lord during the Christmas season. Another thing we're going to do right around the Christmas season, we've already scheduled it, December 19th. It's a Thursday night. We're going to split up into three different groups and we're going to go out to this community to some nursing homes and retirement centers in our community and some of our shut-ins, and we're just going to do some old-fashioned Christmas caroling. Man, just go on out. You say, well, I don't, I'm not in choir. You can still come that night and join up with the group, even, even if you bellow. Brother Danny, you get to be a part of singing on December 19th. You're not in my group, but you get to go. <laughs> i just kidding, Danny. You know what? Every one of us, listen, every one of us can be involved. On that night, just sharing the love of the Lord Jesus Christ through music. Maybe that would be a way that you'll be involved in music. I'm excited this year, <coughs> excuse me, about our Connections ministry. Man, Connections is going to be uh, what we categorize and put all of our outreach underneath, all of our into the city outreaches that we'll talk about. But our outreach ministries, I'm excited about the Connections ministry is going to be uh, the different outreaches and different things that we're going to do to spread the gospel into our community. I'm going to talk about those in just a minute. But another thing this year with the Connections ministry is we're starting, we'll have more about it on February 10th, but we're starting a social media ministry. You say, Pastor, what in the world is a social media ministry? I'm over 40. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the recycled teenagers are like, these, these kids these days. That newfangled social media, that, new, that TV, that old cell phone. Oh, boy, I tell you, back in my day. <clears throat> I get it. You know what? Our social media ministry, 
Brother Micah, we, uh, after our community Sunday, Brother Micah and I came together and we were going back things that happened over community Sunday outreach. He said, Pastor, can I tell you how many, they're called hits, how, many, how much traffic we had at anything Moses Lake Baptist during the community Sunday outreach? I said, how much was it? Micah, tell me the number again. Around 23,000 people that came across our Facebook social, our, our Facebook post, Instagram post, Twitter post, and, and uh, uh, website. So what we're gonna do this year is we're gonna capitalize on that. You say, why? Because that's what the Lord would want. Man, here's a resource that God has said, use it for me. And so what we're gonna do on, on our Ministry Involvement Sunday, we're gonna introduce what this social media ministry is. Connections is what it's gonna be called. And you can be part of Connections by signing up to say, I will help spread the word of Jesus Christ through social media. Now that's not an excuse not to have face-to-face. -face. Oh, just because you retweeted something doesn't mean you shouldn't hand out a track at work. But it's just another way to get his word to our community. And maybe that's the way that you can be involved in the new year. Why? Because being involved is just gonna help me be more consumed. It's gonna help me show people how much I love him. We have another thing starting up this year called the Helping Hands Ministry. Our Helping Hands is gonna cover, of course, the building and different things here, but uh, our Helping Hands mainly is gonna be, we're, we're asking folks that if you're willing to serve, if you're willing to serve by mowing someone's lawn when they can't, by moving somebody when they need to be moved, by uh, perhaps going over and shoveling somebody's walks like Mrs. Honeycutt. Uh, you, you pray for Mrs. Honeycutt, still going through some struggles with all of uh, her health issues there. But like Mrs. Honeycutt, maybe you'd say, well, I'll go shovel her walk when it's needed. I, I can take care of hanging up someone's Christmas lights. I could, and Miss Honeycutt's not here tonight, but you pray for her. I could do something for somebody in need. That's what the Helping Hands ministry is gonna be. I can't tell you how many times we get someone that calls and says, hey, pastor, I got to go to a doctor's appointment in Wenatchee or Spokane, and I need someone to take me. Can, can you do it? I'd love to be able to say, yes, I can. Yeah, I can do it. But you know what? Sometimes I can't. Man, who could? Well, some folks that sign up on the Helping Hands ministry and say, I'll be involved in that one. I can do that. I spoke a second ago about our building. I think about our building this year, and we're gonna continue doing some work on it, but we're also gonna be doing renovations in the parsonage this year. Maybe you'll be involved that way. We're gonna get in the, in the parsonage and repaint the parsonage, redo the floors in there, get the trim all done, and uh, while no one's living there, just get some things up to date with that, and praise the Lord, we'll be able to do that. We wanna have continued building improvements uh, here at the church, but boy, uh, isn't it great when you see things happening? How many of you have seen the new cross out behind the building. How many of you haven't even noticed it yet? Listen, you need to notice this. Man, it is awesome. Brother Tom Loss, I praise the Lord for Brother Tom Loss. He would never want me to say it, but Brother Tom Loss making that. And, and a few months ago, I just kind of had this idea and my wife and I were talking and just, man, it'd be kind of cool to put something here. And we started going through, what could we put? And oh, let's put our logo up there. And man, someone said, well, I think Tom Loss could do that. Brother Blim was back there and we were talking and Brother Robert and others, and I think, and well, let's, let's ask him. Hey, Tom, you think you could do that? Yep, I'll do it. I said, well, Tom, don't hurry on. I just wanna get it done sometime for 2019. Thursday, this Thursday, I was in the office studying and I hear some banging around 
And I'm like, would the staff quiet down? I'm trying to study. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Miss Carolyn came in. She said, you want to come out and see the cross? And I went out and saw the cross. Man, it looks awesome. It's just a beacon. Hey, this is what Moses Lake Baptist Church is about, reaching people and growing in him. That's what the leaf is on the side. Some people never know. What's the leaf on the side? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to get saved, and I want to grow in the Lord, reaching and teaching, those two things about the church that we talked about this morning. Man, maybe you'd be involved in the building. All of these things, they're helping us to be consumed. Individual growth, involvement, but can I tell you about this? Investing. Investing in the new year. I want to tell you just a few things that I'm excited about for our investing area. This is investing energy and resources for his glory. Can I talk to you for just a second about investing into relationships? Listen, this year, Moses Lake Baptist Church is going to be the year of establishing and strengthening relationships within the church. I would not definitely try to be mean on this thought, but can I tell you this evening that there are some folks in our church that they come and they sit in services, and they don't ever really take time to get to know the other people they sit in services with. I, again, I would not try to be mean, but I wonder tonight, I wonder tonight if you could name 50 people that were in the service this morning. Well, pastor, I just don't remember names very well. I, I understand that. I understand maybe not remembering names. But can I encourage you something with, I believe, what's a Bible principle? We'll remember what's important. We'll remember what's important. I forget names sometimes, and the Lord convicts me about that. But you know what? If you get to know somebody, you may not forget their name. Now, I'm not talking about senior moments. Even as a 35-year-old, I can have senior moments. Man, what is that guy's name? I've been... Uh, 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 Fred? Oh, it's Craig Hatch. That's who that is. Uh, man, I have seen your moments. You know, you just totally just, just spaces. But can I tell you this year, we're going to work on encouraging and strengthening and establishing relationships in our church, helping people get to know each other. You say, how are we going to do that? We're going to do it in a few ways. Number one, our in-home fellowships. This year, we're working with our in-home fellowships. We're going to have some combined in-home fellowships. February 24th will be our very first one, but I'm not going to tell you about it until then. But it's going to be a great time combining some in-home fellowships, getting to know people who are in another life stage class and getting to know uh, some of our teenagers and getting to know some of our couples and our singles and recycled teenagers, recycled teenagers, just getting to know everybody within our church. In-home fellowships, the 24th, May 5th, August 25th, and December 1st. They're in the calendar, and they're going to be designed to help us with establishing and growing those relationships. I'm excited about this this year. This year, we're going to do what's called restaurant takeovers. You say, Pastor, what is a restaurant takeover? Man, in just a few weeks, we're going to have our first one. We're on a Sunday night after church. We're just going to announce a restaurant, and you can show up there, or you don't have to. But the whole purpose is to show up and spend time together. You don't even have to buy food. You see, at least one person will. That'll give us an excuse to be there. We're all family. And you know what we're going to do? We're just going to go... And at, at the new Wendy's and at Taco Bell and at Burger King, and we're not going <sighs> to. If we go to McDonald's, I might be sick that night. 
but we're going to go to places like Dairy Queen and McDonald's, and we're going to, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to take our church into our community and let people see the joy of the Lord. We're not going to go in there and have a church service and be obnoxious and push Moses Lake Baptist on everybody. No. We're going to go and just be Christians out in our community, but get to know each other. We used to do these. I remember, I don't know, Hannah, if you remember these, but Mike, you might. When we first started the church, there was about, about four months where every, every now and then we would just, and I, I still have pictures from our second, our second uh, week, March 13th of 2011, when we went out, uh, Brother Alex James was here with us that night, our first missionary that was here, and we took the whole church, all 15 of us, and we went to Taco Bell. And man, what a great time of fellowship that was. And there's some, I uh, mean, our singles class does this every now and then, and the Life Builders class, and, and others do it. But you know what? This year we're gonna do as a church. Let's just have a restaurant takeover. We're just gonna go to Wendy's on this night, and after service, you can hang out for five minutes, or you can stay for an hour. Bring a board game. It doesn't matter. We're just gonna spend some time together. You know what that's gonna do? It's gonna do two things. Number one, it's gonna grow relationships but number two, it's gonna, again, show Jesus to our community. Man, what if 30 people walked into Taco Bell and all 30 of us in there and someone went, what, what, are, what are you all? Oh, we're a church. We're just out spending time together. We wanna invite you. And let's say that person, they just take that invitation. They go home and three weeks later, they're going through a hardship. The Lord's gonna bring back to their mind. Remember that church and the joy they had? Maybe they could help you. And that Sunday morning, they'll walk in like two guests that our family had here this morning that we invited from Home Depot. I was buying some bars for curtains at Home Depot at 8.55 at night. And we just gave a lady a track and her and her husband walked in church this morning. Man, I praise the Lord for that. What is that? That's just trying to be a light in the community. And I'm not saying that about our family. I'm saying about the Lord, man. We just wanna be a light in our community. Those restaurant takeovers are gonna do that. This year, we're going to encourage uh, this growth and their, this investing in other relationships and in, in uh, um, our, our fellowship with each other by encouraging this next thought I'm calling encouraging hospitality. Man, I want to I encourage you. I want to encourage you to get to know people in our church by spending time with people. You know, we often feel isolated and like people, we don't know people or they don't know us. But a lesson I learned when I was young was Proverbs 18, 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. You know, maybe the key in people getting to know you or you getting to know others is for you to stop and for me to stop looking inward and look outward. I was telling somebody this week, I'm not much for going to preacher's meetings. I'll go. My wife would probably be like, yeah, right. You like to go to them. I don't like to go to them. There's some that I absolutely dislike to go to. <laughs> dislike deeply. I remember I was telling that to my dad about four years ago. And my dad said, Dennis, you're looking at it wrong. He said, don't go to get. Go to give. Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> no, but he was so right. The next meeting I went to, I went when my wife and I, we talked about it. We went, and it was a meeting that we really didn't want to. I met a church planner from Arizona, and he was just discouraged. And I remember my wife and I just sat down by him and just started talking to him and his wife. 
And after a few minutes, he said, you know what? If you're the only reason that I came to this meeting, I needed to sit here and talk to you and Hannah. Thank you for investing in me. It was at that moment, it was like God went, duh, you know? Sometimes we have the idea of I wanna get rather than give. I wanna encourage hospitality this year by telling you this. The Bible teaches you and I to be hospitable. When's the last time you had somebody over to your house? (laughs) Thanks, Craig. (laughs) When's the last time? When's the last time you as a recycled teenager went to one of the couples in the church and said, hey, can we just go out for coffee this week? Hey, when's the last time, teenager, when's the last time that you went to a man in the church and said, hey, man, next time, Quinn, next time you go shooting, can I just spend time with you? Could I, could I go with you? Not for you to shoot me. <laughs> Target practice, that's right. And you know what? Can I tell you this? That I really think, I really think that if you and I would invest in hospitality. And I think God would bless that. I think God would grow our relationships. I think he would help that. We're gonna invest this year, not only in our relationships, but also we're gonna invest by giving financially. Man, I wanna encourage you this year. This year, would you step out and give by faith a little bit more? The Bible says in Luke 12, 34, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We're talking about consuming love. If he has all of my heart, as Brother Micah said this morning, then he's gonna have all of my money. Brother Micah was telling us to give it all this morning. That wasn't the message. That's the first thing I thought when he said that today. He was like, you know, back when I was studying, and he had this eloquent you know, thing that he did, and he says, back when I was studying, and, and uh, we were looking at this, and I was writing the song, and boy, I was just sitting there. I almost thought he was gonna start calling those of you who are here at New Year's Eve, I thought he was going to say, and, and God spoke to me, and what I heard was, ha, ah, you know, but that wasn't it. He said, you know, God challenged me and said, all of you means all of your money. My first thought was, somebody's going to think he's saying to give it all right now. Who's going to ask me after church if Pastor, if, if Micah was saying give everything? That's not what he was saying. It's simply saying, if I understand that he owns me and my pocketbook, then what he asks me to give, it's his. You know what? For some of you, giving financially and being involved to give financially just means that you're going to tithe this year. Tithing, one-tenth. That means a dime on every dollar. It doesn't belong to the pastor. It doesn't belong to the staff. It belongs to the Lord. That tithe helps our church continue to move forward for God. It pays the bills of the church. It helps do the electrical. It does, it does go to help pay the staff. And I praise the Lord for our staff. Aren't you thankful for our staff? Boy, I wanna tell you right now, and I was gonna say this at the end, but I'll say it right now. I'm so thankful for all of the work that our staff has put into today. We've been, they, our staff has tirelessly been working on this service for four months, working on, on this week and on the designs and on the calendar. And man, isn't, how many of you looked at the calendar already? You looked it through. What a beautiful calendar. What a beautiful calendar and go through this. And if you go through it, you know what? You might find a grammatical error or something like that, but I bet you probably won't. Why? Because we have a staff that spends time. 
Oh, you might find one because it happens. But we have a staff that spends time. And I remember a few months ago, and Miss Beth and Brother Robert up till about 12 o'clock or 1 a.m., making sure we could get the calendar done by the deadline. And praise the Lord for that. That tithe, you know what that does? It helps pay our staff. I'd love to pay our staff more. Amen. I was waiting to hear the staff say amen. <laughs> but I'm thankful for them. You know what? That some of you, this year's giving is gonna be just a step in tithe. I'm just gonna start tithing. It belongs to them. I'm gonna start giving to them. For others, it means maybe you're just gonna take a step of faith and start giving to the building fund. Man, I talked about the building fund a little bit ago, but I wanna, I wanna encourage you right now. If you have your calendar, you can go to it, but you don't need to. March, <clears throat> the very first Sunday of March, right at the top, it says Celebration Sunday. Just a few weeks from right now is the church's eighth anniversary. That's Celebration Sunday. It's on March 3rd this year. Yeah, March 3rd. You know what we're gonna do that Sunday? And we're gonna start talking about this in just the next two weeks. That Sunday, we're gonna have what's called our Forward by Faith offering. The forward by faith offering is where you and I take from now until then, and we just pray, God, what could I give to the future of Moses Lake Baptist Church? This is aside from missions giving. This is aside from tithing. This is me just simply saying, God, what can I give so that your church will move forward to the building fund? And that one-time offering, last year, I think we had a one-time offering. I don't know, Quinn, do you remember exactly how much it was in that offering, I, I think it was fifteen dollars or $16,000 in a one-time offering just to the building fund. What's that saying? That's saying, God, we don't know what our next step is about a building, but we're gonna be ready when you give it to us. We're just gonna invest. Just putting that money into a savings account. And man, like I said, just, just I, I think right now, it's I was so excited. I took a picture of it and I sent it to Quinn. I said, look at this, man. We got over $90,000. And it was just so exciting to me. But I wonder if this year, maybe God could do some more. But he's gonna do it through a vessel. And you and I, we get to be that vessel. Man, maybe we'll give towards the building fund, our forward by faith offering. Can I tell you, the kids have already started this. The kids have already started this. They're giving, and uh, the boys, they have a little competition going on between the boys and the girls. And right now, can I tell them the amount? Right now, right now, the kids in just the last few weeks have given over $285 for their, for their forward by faith offering. And they're just, every week, they're just going, you know what? Our change boxes that we have this last year, those change boxes that we, that we have, you keep those and bring those to the Forward by Faith offering. We're gonna have a change offering on that Sunday. All of it is just us saying, we're gonna invest. I'm going to invest in Moses Lake Baptist Church. Man, I praise the Lord that God put this on, on our hearts and, and Hannah and I, ever since day one, have been giving towards the building fund and just asking the Lord, God, what do you want us to give for the future of Moses Lake Baptist? And that Sunday, uh, forward by faith on Celebration Sunday, March 3rd is gonna be a time when we give. For some of you, it's getting involved in missions. 
giving this year by getting involved in missions. Right now, we support a number of missionaries. Of course, the Moses family, missionaries to India. You pray for them. Steve and Amanda Ennis, they're going to restricted access countries. I think about the parks in South Korea, the Baloos in Thailand. You can go to the Keks to Papua New Guinea, the Warnakees to Fiji, the Lancasters of the U.S. military, the Connors to Canada. I was just talking with Paul Connor this week, and you pray for them. They thought they were going to have to move out of their building that they're in, but it looks like that God might be working it out for them to stay there, a great, great facility. And so you pray for them. But listen, we, they are, they're able to stay there because of churches like ours that are partnering with them. I think about uh, Tim and Debbie Tyler and missionaries of Romania and the Thomases to Inglewood, California, be here in just a couple weeks. The uh, Derek Thomas family, missionaries to Ukraine and then the Creekmoors that are there in Bellevue, Washington. These are all the churches, all the pastors and missionaries that we as a church send money to every month to help them with their work and help them continue reaching people where they are. Well, this year we're adding new missionaries. We've talked about these new missionaries, but you already know two, the two that we're adding this year, the Sanders family going to China. Uh, they're already there. And then the guy, John and Amy Guy, church planters in Tempe, Arizona, just four weeks away from the start of their church in Tempe, Arizona. Man, we get to be a part of this, but we can only be a part of it as we give by faith. And so maybe this year we'll be involved by by giving to missions. There's other various ways and various ways of giving that we can do and different things that we can be involved in through the year, but all of it's just simply saying, I'm gonna be involved in investing. I tell you tonight, I look at this year and I begin thinking, God, what do you have in store for us? Well, number one, individual growth. growth. Number two, if you look at, on, your, on your handout there in your uh, small little green sheet, it has all of this list, listed out. Individual growth involvement. Number three, that investing. Number four is inviting. Man, we're our church this year. You know what we're going to do? One of the ways that we're going to be consumed and show our love to our community and the love of the Lord is by getting out and inviting people to come to know him. Think about our outreach opportunities like our door knocking. Man, maybe you'll be involved this year in the door knocking that you'll take a map, a map of maybe your neighborhood and you'll block off about five or six blocks working with Brother Micah to get out every, every week going out and telling somebody about the Lord. Every week going out maybe knocking some doors or blitzing. I think about our donuts and doors once every six weeks throughout this year starting in February, starting the, I believe the end of February. Is that right, Micah? The end of February, we're starting our first donuts and doors and we're gonna be getting out to go and again, reach our community with the gospel. I think about all of our end of the city outreaches, uh, like our fair booth outreach and our, our breakfast and, uh, man, the, the pancake breakfast that we do and the fair booth handing things out. And I think of the different barbecues that we have and all of the blitzing and our, our special Sundays like Friend Day and All-American Sunday and VBS and Community Sunday, all of these things designed to help us take God into our community. And you know what? This year, hopefully it'll be the year that you say, God, I'm going to get involved in inviting people to church. I'm going to get involved in outreach this year. I'm going to carry some gospel tracks with me. I'm not going to be caught without a track in our community. I'm going to carry a track and get it, give it to the, the cash register lady. I'm going to carry a track and give it to the waiter, the waitress. I'm going to go and knock my street and tell my neighbors about the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's different ways that we'll be involved. One of the brand new ways, and I don't have a, a slide for it, but Community Sunday. When Community Sunday comes around, we're going to be involved in hosting some neighborhood barbecues. This is just simply asking some folks, hey, if you would be willing to host a neighborhood barbecue, have it on this night. What's the purpose? The purpose is just to invite your neighbors within your block 
to come to your house. That's all it is to do. You say, well, then are we gonna have a service and preach to them? Nope. You're just gonna invite them to your place and get to know them. That's it. Why? Because then after you get to know them, about a week and a half later is Community Sunday. So that means you get to know them on Tuesday. Saturday, you can walk over and go, hey, Joe, I'm from down the street. You remember me? You are at my house the other day. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was a good barbecue. Good, it was a good burger. Hey, Joe, listen. Man, I'm glad you came to my house the other day. I wanted to invite you to my church, too. Hey. Invite you to be a part of our Community Sunday this week. Joe, could you come? Joe, he knows you now. Now he's not probably just going to go, no. <laughs> he might go, I'll think about it. Why would he say, I'll think about it? Because now you have a relationship with him. Man, that barbecue, just another way to do the outreach. And I tell you that our, our consuming love, it must be evident in our love for the lost in our community. This year, we have something else uh, outreach-wise that we're doing. It's we're taking our business outreach. Our, how many of you have delivered cookies on our business outreach before? Not just this last year, but any time. Number of you have. This year, we're gonna be doing that during the month of December. Taking our cookies during the month of December to the businesses that we go to with the purpose of inviting them to our Christmas presentation. Not to Community Sunday, but to our Christmas presentation. Just using that as another way of getting the gospel out at a different time in the year for the purpose of reaching our community. We're gonna be involved this year, consuming love. We're gonna develop it. We're gonna grow in it. How? By individual growth, involvement, investing, by inviting, and then lastly tonight is by identifying. I won't be long on this thought. I have five bullets, and that's it. Amen. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> if I told you tonight this thought that if you read Christian history, there is story after story after story of Christians who showed their love for the Lord by never being ashamed of Jesus Christ. Thousands of people throughout history who have given their life for the gospel. What I say by identifying is this year, you and I making the decision that I'm gonna allow the fire and love of God that's in me to be seen in faithfulness to identify with Jesus. In a new year, I'm gonna grow in my love for him and daily be willing to identify with him. Not what anybody else does. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they serve the Lord or if they serve the Lord or if he serves the Lord or she serves the Lord. It doesn't matter if they're reading their Bible or they're reading their Bible or they're serving in the nursery or they're serving in the music ministry. It, it doesn't matter what they do. This year, I choose to identify with him. This year, I choose to pick up my cross and daily follow him. As we look at all of this tonight, I wanna ask you, I wanna ask you if you'd join with me in committing that 2019 is going to be your year of being consumed. That this year you are going to ask God for his help 
in developing a heart that is completely in love for him. This year, giving him the throne of your life and seeing what he can do. This year, being consumed in loving God and loving people. So I wanna ask you, this year, will you be consumed or will you settle for the same old, same old? Can I tell you tonight that in your Christian life and my Christian life, it's God's plan that you and I, with his strength and with his spirit, it's his plan that we would accomplish amazing things for him. But it only happens as we're consumed. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like further information about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.